to We Know How to Read. I'm Megan. And I'm Natalie. And I'm Valia. And as you have heard on uh, this episode of They Know How to Write, we are going to have Valia Lind with us today. Welcome. Thank you so much hi, for hi. coming. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, we're very excited to have you here today. Yes. Um. So we have a few little like get to know you questions so our listeners okay. can understand just kind of who you are <laughs> outside be of being an author. <laughs> okay. Um, so we ask these to all of our authors that are here that come on our show just because it kind of re- is a reflection of Megan and I. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start off with the big one. Yes. One, do you like Harry Potter? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> This is a funny one because anytime anybody asks me about Harry Potter, I'm like, well, I haven't read it. Does, so I can't really have an opinion. No, oh, I read of course first, you can. Okay. I read the first four <laughs> books, but I read them as an adult. So because originally I'm from Russia. And so I just didn't read those type of books when we were there. I read like suspense romance growing up and a lot of really hardcore literature. And so it wasn't like something that was even on my radar and then when all the movies came out and I was here everybody's like you should read them and I'm like no I have this thing about reading (laughs) stuff that's popular so I didn't and then as an adult I'm like maybe I should give it a try and the beginning books are very middle grade and so Mm -hmm. I'm not a middle grade reader so I just couldn't get into them enough to be like yeah this is awesome Um, (laughs) but I like the movies for what they are like I love magic and all that stuff and so I'm like I appreciated what it is, but I can't like have an actual opinion, you know? You, so. you could totally have as someone who <laughs> oh, like yeah. has, I have, I have Harry Potter tattoo. Like Harry Potter is my okay. thing. I've read all the books multiple times. I have a whole bookshelf in my living room that is just various copies of Harry Love Potter. Yeah. Um, so from me, super mega Harry Potter nerd to you, you absolutely can have an opinion on it. <laughs> okay, perfect. 100%. <laughs> no, no issue there. okay okay, good good so our question to you if you happen to know and since you have um seen all of the movies you definitely know about them what would you say your Hogwarts house would be oh I'm a Gryffindor yeah I know (laughs) but actually you know what no I take that back hold on let me Ravenclaw is that the smart ones that are like yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. sorry it's that one (laughs) oh my gosh <laughs> no see this is how little I know I'm like no no you're good house. yeah well I'm I'm a Hufflepuff um, okay okay so yeah uh you know Natalie after talking to Ravenclaw yeah after talking to you for two minutes I can see this <laughs> about both, like, both of you like I can see it it's great I love yeah. it <laughs> I I have this is such a raven call to me. I currently have two. I have my my to do list, which isn't <laughs> always a to do list. It's just my go to pad of paper full of notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have meeting notes for the, for today, and then I have meeting notes from what we were just talking about. <laughs> well, if you could see my desk, I have a little notepad over here that's a writer's block. It's literally a block of paper. It says writer's block. And I have like my planner over here that's open that I can just write on. And then I have my bullet journal over here. And then I have my digital planner over here and a whole wall of stuff where I put notes. So oh, yeah, that's Ravenclaw. Yeah, Ravenclaw. You are a Ravenclaw. There is no question about that. Yeah. <laughs> but only in life. When it comes to writing, I'm chaotic. It's really funny. Yes. I feel like that is like, that is a very Ravenclaw thing, though. It because is. Because the movies portray the Ravenclaws as being, like, very, like, kind of posh and academic. Mm-hmm. No, you have Luna Lovegood. She is pure chaos. My so, soul. So, yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. Chaotic okay. creativity is a very Ravenclaw mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, oh, perfect. big time. Big time. So, it all fits. <laughs> Great. So, this kind of flows in, honestly, all of these kind of that magic kind of theme so I'm going to ask you if you could pick one supernatural species whether it's fae werewolves or shifters vampires witches what would you want to be oh witches 100 percent okay yeah Yeah. okay yeah I would I would specifically would like to be an elemental witch like oh that's transition so well into our next question of what element would you be? Uh, fire, probably. 
Me too. Nice. <laughs> nice. I water. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hey. So, wait. Were you the one who liked of water and moonlight? No, oh, that was me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's water. <laughs> no, but honestly, I enjoy her water. If I had, if it wasn't fire, it'd be water. I am not an earth. Yeah. And mine is if it person. wasn't. If it wasn't water, it'd probably be fire. Unless okay. it, if it was earth, it's not Avatar: The Last Airbender. Earth, it's like plants. But I also. Ah kill every plant that I have so probably not I don't probably not that's so not probably not that you I know it's terrible I mean I guess like if I was very specific I would be one of the Russian witches that I've written because they have affinity to everything so so yes yes (laughs) avatar right here Um, (laughs) I love how all of that just flowed together it it really did it really did this is the most Now, if I wasn't fire, like if I could pick anything, I have always, and you're going to be like, but Natalie, you just said you didn't want to be wind. I really love like storm magic, mm-hmm. like lightning, yes. thunder, rain, mm-hmm. hail, snow. I love all of that. So I would, I would very much be a weather witch, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, because I have this like innate desire to just like shoot lightning out of my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a very legit desire. For, yeah, yeah. It really is. <laughs> I love this validation. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I actually wanted to hit on something that you mentioned just a few seconds ago. You bullet journal. It's something that I aspire to do, but have never attempted. Is it your secret addiction? How long have you been doing this? <laughs> Um, I've been doing it for a couple, um, for a couple of years, for like six years now, I think maybe. And it's one of those things that every single year that I do it, I do it completely different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I really love about it. It's because the year that is like super chaotic and I just really can't put my heart and soul into it. I have a system that lets me make lists, you know, but the years that I feel more creative and can really spend time are the ones where I like do themes for every month and create my spreads to look beautiful and specific. And that's why I love it because I get my like list making a part down, but also I can make my planner look exactly how I want it to look month to month without it being like stuck to a certain yeah. you know design. Yeah, that is so that's amazing. I think I have currently in my apartment like three or four, maybe five different bullet journals that I have started over the years and then just like got like a month into and then they fizzled out uh that is awesome I feel like they are really cool I feel like it's just when bullet journaling really blew up a couple years back like people put so much pressure on it Mm -hmm. and the whole point of it is that it's to make your life easier not harder like come on guys so I feel like if you approach it by what works for you it's not as overwhelming as like all these YouTube creators doing these like monthly spreads and stuff I'm like okay calm down yeah. like yes yeah that was part of the reason why it was just because I'm not I'm crafty but I'm not artistic so I'm like but I'm also a little bit of a perfectionist so I'm like it doesn't look right and then it just kind of gets you know chucked away but yeah so speaking, you just made me jog my memory. I was looking at your website and it mentions that you're a photographer and an artist. Is that something that you just do on the hobby, like on the side, or is that like something else you also do underneath title of wonderful author? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was like a, I had like a side business for photography um, out of college. And then for just a couple of years where I did mostly like weddings and family photos, Okay. Um, and I still just like do it for myself and I'll do like family pictures for other people whenever I feel like it, but to put my heart and soul into it right now, I just can't. So yeah. it's more of a, more of a hobby and something that I like continuously study, but don't really do as a business anymore. Okay. And on the artist side is yes, it's kind of part of like my writing now because I've discovered procreate and I have friends who are very pushy <laughs> I'm saying, they're very encouraging um in inspiring me so like I do character art for my characters now and I have a cozy mystery series where I create my own covers so it's kind of one of those things that like I'm still very much learning yeah. but it's more of a constant thing versus where photography is just kind of like 
for fun now. <laughs> That's awesome. I have never ventured into the procreate. I want to, it's something that I'm interested in, but mm-hmm. I, for art, I, I can, I draw, <laughs> I draw all of my characters. Okay. So, and I just, I don't feel, I feel like my expectations for what I know I can do on a piece of paper are not going to be on the screen. <laughs> and it's going to be like, what is this stick figure looking thing? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't believe that it doesn't translate. I think you'll be fine. It just takes a little getting used to. And I know like for Procreate, like for your iPads, they have, um, what are they called? Like matte or paper feeling yeah. uh, screens that you can put. And so it just feels like you're drawing on paper. And it just, I don't know, it just makes things so much easier because you can literally do different layers as you draw. So like, if you don't like how you did certain thing, like you could just work on that one section without having to erase, you know, the whole face or the whole arm or whatever, uh, while you're trying to like put clothes on the person, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I totally get that. I just was really curious about that as somebody who also is an artist and also has a photography side business. I was like, I have to ask. I know. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, Ravenclaw, Meyer, photography, art. I'm just going to sit back. Just enjoy. Just it's Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to watch. I was just like, okay. I was just snooping and I was like, oh my, we might be the same person. That works. Uh, oh, too great, too great. Now, I, I did want to ask another question that I, I was, again, snooping on your website. That's fine. That's what it's there <laughs> <And> for. <laughs> you published your, let me, let me read my notes. Your first <laughs> book was published in a dorm bathroom? Well, that's where it's written. It wasn't it was published written. there. Okay. I wrote it I was there. just like, why? why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lived uh, with four, five girls, four girls the first year, and then three girls the following years when I was, I went to a private college in California, and I worked two jobs while I was there full-time, so I literally had no time to do homework or anything else, but I'm a night person, and so, you know, I'll I'll get back from one of my, like, my job, and then I'll go and close myself in the bathroom because my roommates are sleeping and I'm like working on homework. And then when I'm done, I still have all this energy. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and keep going and wrote a bunch of the book. So I do not know how you did that. <laughs> yeah, me awesome. neither. Don't ask. <laughs> I have no tips. <laughs> I tried to yeah. finish a novel that I started in high school in college. Never happened. <laughs> I just, nope. <laughs> so when I saw that, I was just like, shut the front door <laughs> she did yeah, I have a problem yeah this is I just don't sleep you know so mm-hmm. I remember four years of just not sleeping so yeah, you, I you feel know, do not recommend yeah I'm I'm still catching up on like my messing up my sleep cycle from college so I totally get that <laughs> I know yeah. I look at how much coffee I used to consume <laughs> and I'm like how do I not have heart problems <laughs> Funny enough, I did not drink a lot of coffee or really caffeine in college just because really? we didn't really have it like readily available. Oh, and no. so it wasn't like there was like a Starbucks on every corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I can't, I don't even, I don't, I, it was just will. It was sheer will yeah. and determination yeah. at that point. To you. <laughs> that is Dang. awesome. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. I know. I think, I think so on the flip side, I was in art school and all of my classes were at, like at night, all of them. Oh, and so like, and then the, of course the non-art classes were during day. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I learned science at 8 a.m. I learned how to draw <laughs> at nine o'clock. I had one class that went to 11 o'clock at night. It was absolutely, I don't know how. The- yeah. <laughs> College is rough, man. It, it is. is, it is wild. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's. Let's get into some nitty gritty questions. <laughs> what this was her knit? Okay. We're <laughs> just easing you in, trying not to right. scare you off. Okay, so okay. talking about you wrote your first book, you know, in a dorm bathroom, and then you've written so many books. Are you a pantser or a planner? Pantser, one hundred percent. I know Ooh, it's wow, so okay it is the weirdest thing because like I said everything in my life like I like to plan and I have what I like it a b c d like everything in line but when it comes to books I if I plan anything if I sit down to outline anything I just stare 
at the computer with like mm-hmm. no ideas because I feel like if I plan or outline like people you know like you have to outline like James Patterson outlines a book in a way that he literally can hand the outline to anybody and they just fill in the little gaps and I'm like yeah no like that that means that I already spent the time with the characters and I'm done so I have to sit down to like a clean slate and just go with it or it, I get bored with my own writing <laughs> it's weird that is awesome is- though follow-up how does that work with your series when you're going do you like have a loose idea of like where your characters are going like to resolve the ultimate problem or you just wing it every time (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things that just kind of develops I think of it kind of like growing a seed right you plant it in the soil and then you water it and then you take care of it and then you know, grows and blossoms. I feel like that's kind of how my stories are. I start out with that seed because I always start out with my characters. My, the way my books come to me is usually with one scene and it's usually between the main characters. Since I write romance, it's usually the male and the female, you know, love interest. And they're usually like yelling at each other or (laughs) fighting or it's something super passionate. And I'm like, Ooh, now I want to know how we got here. And so like Maddie and Aiden, that's how they, they came together is they were literally <laughs> arguing while they were training one of my combat training scenes. And that's like, that's how that came about. So then I kind of, in my brain work backwards. I'm like, okay, how did we get here? And then as I write them and like discover my characters, I'm like, oh, okay. And like, I, I can't, like, I can't explain to you how that develops. It's just how my brain works. It just puts the pieces together by itself. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, this big bad, this is what they're going to do. And this is going to, how it's going to resolve. And here we are, here's a trilogy, you know, kind of thing. So not helpful to any author ever. (laughs) No, but that is absolutely amazing. I love that so much. Now with what you just mentioned with Maddie and Aiden, if you're wondering if your TikToks work or not, they do. I literally saw that TikTok and that's what made me go into perfect. <laughs> so your social media is on point. Yes. <laughs> so much. Okay. I just want to let you know. Yes, that is that is the greatest thing I've heard all month. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> as like people, we're all on social media, we're all trying to get people to like interact and you know have that base. Yeah. And I always want to be like, but it's actually working. Like yes. I'm seeing you. I am reading you. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. For somebody who's not in, in front of a camera person at all, finding like what works for my books, where I don't have to be in front of the camera, that's always helpful. <laughs> um, it's like really great, you know, because then I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this and it works. So thank you for that. No problem. No problem. Yeah, I actually feel really comfortable in front of the camera. Like this is very natural for me. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm like in a weird mix like if you get the conversation going I could talk no problem but you give me a script to read and literally I'm like uh uh how and I did theater in school so it should be fine but it's not the camera starts and I suddenly am like how do I act again I don't know this is totally random but that's so me in this category um I saw I'm like I'm not even kidding you this is like left field you're not gonna see this question coming or okay. statement um so I saw and I wonder is it still true that Persuasion by Jane Austen is still one of your favorite novels yes yes <laughs> she is probably one of my probably the favorite author of my entire life <laughs> yeah. and I saw that and I was just like oh, a kindred spirit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's funny how often people haven't even read Persuasion that I meet. And I'm like, seriously? I So, so it, it, and this kills Adelie too. I haven't read uh, any Jane Austen. Uh, I've seen the movie. God, I hate myself for saying okay, that though. right now. This is um, me and Harry Potter. You're there we fine. go. Yeah, we're just, we're just opposite. <laughs> I own some of them. And I oh, no. on reading them at some point. <laughs> but I, I have yes. not read any of them and yeah <laughs> I saw that and I was like chick 
Yeah, Persuasion is one of those books I kind of reread around like the winter time for sure. I don't know what it is about it. It's so depressing at it, like a little, okay. It's not depressing. It's, I I love the second chance aspect of it and somebody loving the other person so much that time and space and all of that, like it doesn't matter, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, no, I totally Um, get that. But at the same time, I like relate to it too. So that's why I read it around the holidays because I'm not married. I don't have a significant other. So I'm like, oh, 27. I have no prospects. <laughs> but that's Pride and Prejudice, but still. So but still, it, it works. <laughs> it, it works for all yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of one of those like, okay, is this why it's my favorite? No, but I just, I just love it. I felt like that book was one of those books that just really made me feel things in a really realistic, relatable way, even as a kid. And so it just sticks, it stayed with me. So yeah, I love that. I my go-to is Pride and Prejudice, um, but I read it during the summertime. <laughs> it's like my go-to <laughs> summer book. Okay. Um, yeah. That or when I'm camping. I don't like. I can't explain that one. It's uh, <laughs> fine. I I think it's just because I can sit outside and I don't. If I get distracted, it's like, oh well, I already know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's how Harry Potter is for me, but with like audiobooks. So because I really like audiobooks, but if I'm driving a long distance or if I need to just like hear something in the background and zone out, Harry Potter, pop that on. If I lose my spot, no, I didn't because I've read them so many times. So yeah. (laughs) So speaking of audiobooks, do you do most of your personal reading with books, ebooks, or audiobooks? You know, recently it's been pretty broken between the three, like oh, okay. evenly. <laughs> so yeah, um, I it really depends on the genre, I think very much. So all of my thrillers, horror books and stuff like that, I don't know what it is, but I have to have a physical copy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I just like liked like to hold it and yeah. I don't understand why just for those everything else like romance kindle is very easy mm-hmm. for romance uh-huh. yes um, and then <laughs> really anything for audiobook as long as the narrator is good I listened to the worst book ever I think the book would have been fine but the narration was I it, it hurt my brain oh so, yeah I I actually am taking a break from audiobooks this month so but I haven't been reading anything really so it doesn't really count yeah I I cannot do audiobooks at all like I it's really bad I don't listen to podcasts I don't listen to audiobooks because they put me to sleep um well we have a podcast but you have a podcast yeah I did tell one of my friends that you can speed up Mm -hmm. how fast you listen to it yeah so she was just like oh and I'm like yeah so now she feels a little bit better about audiobooks because she can speed it up you know she speeds mm-hmm. it up to like 1.5 or something mm-hmm. she always makes fun of me because she's like you're listening to everything on three times so I don't even know if Holy. you listen to anything I'm like I understand it all okay <laughs> leave my brain Snaps. alone <laughs> that's intense <laughs> and amazing yeah, I, I recently with the last book that I listened to on audio book I was like I really like it but I need it like to mm-hmm. pick up um so I I bumped it up and I was like ooh, I like this I like that quicker speed a lot better yeah Yeah. and your brain understands so it works oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah it's great um question what what was the book that you listened to that made you take a break from audiobooks oh my goodness what is the name of it um stay awake I think Hmm. it was a a thriller and it felt like it had two narrators, right? It had like the narrator of the main girl who had this like no memory. It was kind of like a memento situation where her memory reset anytime mm. she went to sleep. Mm. And you think like, oh yeah, this would be interesting because like somebody's dead. So she has to figure <laughs> out and she doesn't know whatever. Yeah, no, the narrator for that specific part, she did not understand her age, <laughs> like of uh. the character. And yeah. then she couldn't pick one accent or one and like voice mm. inflection. So she would in, like be very aggressive about words that should be just like soft and then vice versa. And I'm like, what are you doing? Is this a draft? Like, are you going to go back and re-record? I don't understand. The other narrator that was like the detective that did her part, I was like, oh, should have just had her do the whole, <laughs> the whole book. It would have been fine. But uh. Uh, yeah. And then because of the weird way she was reading it, I couldn't speed it up because if I speed mm. it up past a certain point, the voice did a weird thing. 
And I'm like, mm. well, I can't even like speed through your parts because you <laughs> just ruined it for me. But anyway. Oh, that is unfortunate. Real quick, before we move away from the audiobook thing, I do want to recommend if you ever decide you want to try Harry Potter again, okay. the audiobooks, the best narration ever, because he has a different voice for every single character and they're consistent. Oh. And it is fantastic. So if you ever wanted to try again, maybe with the middle grades, because I know for me, like books that I normally wouldn't be able to, that I don't really like reading hardcover, I can listen to them just fine. Okay. But just just as a little recommendation. I mean, I, <laughs> technically I could just, I just need to read the rest of the series because I mm -hmm. did get, I made myself read the middle grade part. <laughs> So like I should be able to finish. It just honestly, okay. it gets better. Yeah, yes, yes. I but the audiobooks, incredible. Yeah. I to this oh, day yeah. personally believe that there should be a rated R version of a mm -hmm. lot of them because I think they do not capture how dark it truly gets. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I watch. <laughs> I watch this YouTuber who does like uh, movie reactions, but like mm -hmm. he just com like not really reactions. He just comment uh, does a commentary for movies, and it's been stuff he's seen, but he'll just like react to it. And he did the whole Harry Potter series, and they get to like you know the Prisoner of Azkaban, and they're like, yeah, Harry Potter's not for kids anymore. <laughs> you know, <that's laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. Like, I'm like, pretty yeah, much. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's um, absolutely that's that's I mean honestly true 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 so sticking with this dark theme you love the thriller suspense the the murder mystery uh have you ever tried to write one are yes. you working on, oh not for you uh I have I have this uh it's kind of a series planned but they're like standalone Okay. books and it's kind of one of those things that I'm like maybe I should go back to I wrote it it's it's one of my favorite things ever but when I originally pitched it to agents they I was playing it safe kind of thing mm -hmm. and then so half of the agents were like oh it's not dark enough and the other agents were like oh it's too dark yeah. So I feel like I just need to pick one side, which for me would be the darker side and just kind of mm -hmm. like rewrite it and like really step into it because it's very psychological <gasps> and I love it a lot. And one of these days, once I'm done with all my other projects, um, I'll go back to it. But for now, I just, I had to put it aside because priorities. <laughs> I, I feel that I have a horror murder mystery. Just, I have it, the bare bones planned out and it's something that I want to go back to because I have the bio for the murderer okay uh but I have not published my first novel <laughs> and I don't want to be I don't want my first novel to be my murder mystery <laughs> like I don't want that label not that that's a bad label but it's not this would be probably a one-off maybe duology because that's okay. not what I inherently write yeah. So I'm like, I just need to leave it there on the back burner <laughs> a little bit longer until I can get my main genre uh, ready to be published. <laughs> I mean, I guess. So did your, the genre that you write in, which would be paranormal fantasy, did it pick you or did you pick it? Um, it's kind of a... Okay, it's gonna sound funny, but for the longest time, I just didn't think I was a good enough writer to write magical stuff. So when I wrote my very first book, it was like a Christian romantic adventure about this girl who ends up on an island after a plane crash and finds out that this group of men, like we're also traveling five years prior and they end up on the, the same island. So it was like a very like self-discovery and like, faith and like all this stuff and it was very emotional and it just speaking of a first book that's not part of your genre yeah it got published by Vanity <laughs> Press and they didn't edit anything and they put the crappiest cover on and it took me like 13 years to get the rights back to that so they can unpublish oh, it. it it was the worst anyway um so after that I was like well what am I gonna write and so it was a couple of years later that I was like oh like I really like young adult contemporaries so let me just write that because like I have this idea and so I started writing contemporaries and then I had this huge like Anastasia Romanoff retelling in my brain and I 
wrote that trilogy and all of those books were kind of like every single time I wrote it I'm like I wish I could like add some magic to it I'm like no 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 I'm like I'm not a good enough writer for that yet (laughs) and so I kind of just stopped saying that in 2019 (laughs) no in 2017 I decided that I really wanted to take my Russian heritage and bring it into like a magical world and so that's how like the Skaska Land was born and I wrote the first trilogy for that and I like fell in love with writing fantasy and after that I was like okay but like there's a better niche for me in there like I'm not a high fantasy I'm not an epic fantasy writer like I know that for a fact I'm very character driven fast paced like fly through kind of books so okay so then after that I just kind of started giving myself more credit and be like you can do this <laughs> you, you got yeah. this you can do it and that's how Hawthorne World was born and and then I just haven't looked back since because it's my favorite. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's I'm really cool. Have to write down. I have a mild obsession with Russian folklore and mm. history. Just, just mild. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to add that series to my list. <laughs> um, yep, that's going down the TBR. <laughs> well, thank you. It was actually, I'm, I'm going to like confiscate this podcast for a second, but <laughs> one of my coolest things that I got to do as a writer so far for me personally, this is a personal thing. So my first fantasy series was like this um, folktale uh, infused trilogy, right? About this girl who discovers that she's like a Russian volshevnitsa, which is kind of like a sorceress. And I kind of made them like fake creatures-esque. And so she, this is like her whole journey, right? And so she has like a forbidden love and she can't be with him. He's her best friend. Like it's it's like this whole thing. Freaking love that series so hard, right? So when I was writing my fairy tale retellings that I started doing the standalones for that, I'm like, well, what world would I set him in? Obviously the same world these books are. And so for me, the Cinderella retelling that just came out, The Golden Slipper, Mm -hmm. the prince in that story is the son of that original couple from that first trilogy oh. and so it was like so I have like goosebumps talking about it because um, <laughs> oh, so I love cool. them so much and it was really cool because I got to see these these characters that I loved so much become parents and become the rulers and be, you know what I mean it's like 25 yeah. years later and so you see them in this completely different setting with these completely different things that are happening and like you get to see their son and how they raised him like anyway I was I was geeking out over my own character <laughs> no like, you oh should be no, that is that is so amazing I'm just sitting here going oh TBR I am so sorry right? uh, <laughs> we're gonna shove all of that to the side yeah all and... this planning notes we have out the I know window. That, well we're done uh <laughs> That is so cool. Oh, I love that. That's uh, like such a nice little Easter egg. So when you come yeah. back and you like go pick it up, you're like, oh, I know them. <gasps> oh, it's I, as somebody who loves Easter eggs, that mm-hmm. is a gem in the book. World. That is I don't fantastic. Think enough books do Easter eggs like that um, yeah. Yeah. at, at yeah. all. And I think that is absolutely fantastic. So would you say that in that series, that you would want if you could jump into that one that would be the one that you would pick or would you pick one of the more recent ones that you wrote like so what character would you want to be oh that's a hard one I think it's funny because I think that series the Skoster Chronicles uh Callista who's the main character I think she is the most like me especially while I was writing it and she was actually the most less liked (laughs) so I was (laughs) it always makes me laugh I'm like yeah that's fine I mean I'm used to that but um I, I really do think that I am most like her and I think her world is like the one that I would be jumping into even though like I love all my char- characters like I love them <laughs> so much it's really hard to pick but I think just because she has like a special place in my heart it would be her yeah. world yeah I totally get that do you do you have a love interest that Ooh. you love like a favorite love interest who would be Ooh. your boyfriend <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> you guys why you do this to me let me just cover the ear, their ears while I talk about that yes yeah um, I don't know that's a really hard one I guess I yeah you can I have multiple know. it's fine I'll take all of them obviously of them. I wrote them there you go I there mean, you go facts facts no I think it's really hard because like I write them younger than I am now you know kind yeah of thing. oh so yeah like, yeah 
teenager. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but I think like like Brandon, who is Calissa's love, um, he's you know old now, older. Yeah, there you now. go. Yeah, so there, you go. It's fine. there you go. There you go. I mean, I feel like I naturally do that when I'm reading books. Like yeah. when mm-hmm. I was reading your books, I know they're in an academy, but in my head, <laughs> they're like in college. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, it I does. think I just naturally I mm-hmm. age up anybody into their 20s because, well, I'm not in my 20s. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I age people at least into their 20s. I'm like, yeah, you're 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Because I feel less weird being like, <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> so if you weren't writing, what would you be doing for work? I mean, would you be doing photography the whole time or did you have another idea for your career? Uh, my original idea for my career, I was going to be an FBI agent. <laughs> that was that was my original, what I wanted to do. I wanted to work specifically in like a behavioral, con- like I want to do like psychology and forensic psychology. Um, but I worked for a police department for a couple of years as a dispatcher. And I just realized that I wasn't, I didn't have to do that to be Mm -hmm. happy I have to write so it's it was kind of one of those things where you're like you you just choose because now I do have a choice like I get to choose if I want to work this or if I don't like when I was growing up I never thought I would have a choice I thought I was gonna I was actually gonna be an attorney because basically you get you'd be an attorney or you'd be a doctor that's that's your two options and I my mom's a doctor and I didn't want to be that so I'm like okay, I'll be an attorney. And I was kind of resigned to that. And it took me a long time to realize that I had choices once we came here. And once I decided that I can choose, my mom has always been super supportive of that. She's actually the one who pushed me to self-publish originally, which was funny because she knew nothing about self-publishing. But I remember I was working third shift as a dispatcher and I was a little depressed (laughs) about life and my book wasn't getting any kind of traction. And I was just not in like, you know, kind of one of those, like, I wasn't writing anymore. This book was just sitting there and I came down. She's like, you know, organizing Christmas stuff. And she's like, what if you just do it yourself? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I'm just kind of thinking about it. You're the kind of person you can do it yourself. And I'm like, okay, let me get my computer, my secret folder on there that I was doing research about doing it myself. <laughs> it was kind of like a sign from God being like, yeah, here you go. She's saying uh-huh. it, even though she doesn't know what she's talking about. So she kind of, you know, encouraged that. And yeah, I haven't looked back since. So That's I don't fantastic. want to do anything else. <laughs> that is amazing. That. Ah. I try to think like, that's I I could never picture you. No offense. <laughs> I, could not, I just can't picture you as a dispatcher. I mean, that's so cool, but like oh, that's like that should be your uh you know, the do the two truths and a lie. That should be one of your truths. And oh. because I feel like that'd be like a really good, like, I don't know, if you went to like an author's meet and greet. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I, I, mean, I would assume that was your lie. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, she's not a police dispatcher. <laughs> Well, you don't know me very well, so (laughs) true, true. Most people are like, "Oh, yeah, that really fits your personality." Oh, fascinating! That's so cool. That's such an interesting little nugget. Okay, so you mentioned earlier that you would come home from your jobs in college and you would hide in the bathroom and do your homework and then work on your books. Is that still how you write today? Do you write mostly at night or do you just write whenever inspiration hits? Um, I, so I went full-time writing back in March of this year for the first time. So yes, thank you. Thank you. It was, it's, it's been a long time coming, but I'm very excited. Um, so I really had to kind of reassess what kind of a schedule I wanted to have. Um, so I've been really working on kind of taking care of myself for the first time. And like, I go to the gym in the morning now and I have like a whole morning routine and stuff like that. And there's days where I try to write in the morning and I succeed and there's days where I don't. So I kind of give my writing a little bit of a leeway because I understand how much business stuff I have to do. And I know that I do business stuff better in the morning. So it's, it's just a day by day kind of thing. Um, I do think I write best at night but it doesn't mean that I can't write during other parts of like there's days like when I was on a deadline for uh, the book before the golden slipper I wrote like 10,000 words before 11 a.m like I woke up early went to the gym came home and in like three hours I had like 10,000 words and 
it just because my brain clicked with it you know Mm -hmm. so because I have the freedom of kind of being a little bit more I don't only try to write at night anymore even though I still can you know Mm -hmm. well that makes perfect sense um I mean congratulations on moving into full-time that's amazing step for you (laughs) yes it's it still kind of feels a little bit amazing and that it's not my life (laughs) (laughs) I recently I quit my job in in June so like I'm kind of in that same wavelength of trying to find my schedule what works best for me so like I totally get that process that you're going through it is a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. um okay let's see so when you're doing your writing do you listen to music or is it like complete silence I listen to a three-hour video on youtube that is jurassic park rain okay i that was wondering what. what that meant on your website i was like what <laughs> that is amazing like, it's one that's your, my favorite episode that you're that's like, my favorite answer you're like fun fact was you can't live without jurassic park i was like what does she like? <laughs> yeah and i didn't even think to like google it or something <laughs> literally okay. like a three hour three hour uh rain video and every now and then you'll just hear like dinosaurs roaring in the background and sometimes a dude say like a little whatever but yeah it's just basically rain noise but it's set at jurassic park so that's so cool it's so i didn't unique. even know things like that existed mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna have to do some research now. They also have Harry Potter like Mm, 10 hour videos where it's just like rain at Hogwarts or something. Gosh. Now I have listened to those. I used to play those in my classroom when my students would be doing busy work. I would put on like the Gryffindor common room and it'd be like a rainy day in Mm -hmm. Gryffindor. Um, Oh, that's so, I love I've seen those. I think I forgot about those. This is, I, this changes everything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those crazy people that listens to songs with words. <laughs> yeah, I no, yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. Um, I, get too, I get too distracted. I'm just like bopping to this song and I'm like, oh wait, I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I remember when I finished writing my first draft of my book that I'm currently editing, um, I was listening to a song called like, these are, this is how legends are made. Okay. And I listened to it on repeat because I had like maybe 3,000 words left. And I was like, I'm going to be a legend. <laughs> and I was just singing it to myself, probably in a Starbucks somewhere going, I will be a legend, legendary. <laughs> I love it. I do do that sometimes. Okay. So like, I will pump myself up before I start writing with like, I don't know, Champion by Carrie Underwood or something. Mm, you know, kind you of thing. Yeah, that's a but... great, uh, great one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just oh, not during. That because <laughs> gotta concentrate oh I love that I have like four different um playlists that I listen to depending on my whatever like clicks for the brain for a lot mm-hmm. for me it's like the the sounds that I'm listening to helps channel my focus and my yeah. like pace of writing I guess that makes sense so I have a few different varieties of whatever and it's really interesting I'll be writing like <laughs> They were walking through the woods and I'm like listening to death metal, like just screaming <laughs> yeah. angry music. And I'm like, and she saw a bird. <laughs> it was beautiful. Hey, whatever works, okay? Yeah. I'm oh, not, yeah. not judging here. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you for not judging oh. me. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime, anytime. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Oh, where did it go? Oh, so I saw. In one of your facts that you've written, was it 23, 24 books? Ugh, it's more than that. I more just didn't that? bother cut. I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to count. I love that. I love I that. I was like, uh, um, I've written probably close to 35 now. Um, wow. I don't think I've published, I've published probably 30, 31 maybe at this point. Um, wow. And like some box sets in there in between mm-hmm. you know, as collections, but yeah, I just, sorry, just didn't feel like counting. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, at that point, I wouldn't count. Yeah, either. I would stop counting too. Um, Absolutely. So since you have published so many books, do you have like a ritual when you finish a book or when you, when it is released to the public, do you celebrate? Do you do something for yourself? Like, do you have a little tradition each time? I don't. 
because I have a problem celebrating myself. (laughs) Um, But in the last like year, two years or so like that, my parents are like, we're going to have dinner and it's going to be to celebrate you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So now I just, I try to take a day off afterwards and I kind of just try to really spend time with myself. (laughs) and just do something nice for myself it doesn't have to be anything big but just like maybe buying a book that's been on my list forever or like taking a bath or whatever you know yeah so I don't really have a specific ritual but I try to be nice to myself after I have a I book mean, come out being nice to yourself is something everybody needs to hear mm-hmm. and it's, nice to yourself yes and it's a lot bigger and a lot more important than people you know think yeah. it is yeah yeah. Oh, yeah I'm a big supporter I've been working on it because I haven't always been nice to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. That is that is great. I'm just making notes. It's fine. Is your is your animal doing something? No, I, <laughs> my husband <laughs> is on call and he just sent me like five texts in a row and I haven't heard from him in like four hours. <laughs> so I was like, what's oh, going on? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um. Anyways, moving on from that, um, <laughs> how do you come up with the titles for all of your books? Is it just like insert blank or hits you while you're driving? <laughs> um, really uh, book by book. I don't have like a specific thing. I do try to do a lot of research to try to figure out what keywords are. Um, like I, I love marketing research when it comes to books like cover design and the fonts and titles and subtitles and you know the little summary copy like everything all of that I have a really good author group who really are just really pushed me to be aware of that and now I just can't unsee it kind of thing Mm -hmm. um so it really is one of those things that kind of come to me as I'm writing and I do a lot of research before I try to come up with a name and then as I'm writing something will just kind of spark um with the fairy tale retellings, it was just easy because I just took a spin on something that was already there, like with the golden slipper, that's like, yeah. a, you know, and the scarlet rose, like those are, you know, mm-hmm. really easy with of water and moonlight. That was just kind of a thing that I just, I obsessed with moon and obsessed with water. <laughs> so I mean, I was like, I, a water yes. witch and he's a wolf. So like, uh, it works. works. It's perfect. <laughs> it really yeah. does work. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, well, now all of them have to be of something and something. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just comes to me. So you said that the Golden Slipper just came out. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, sure. Um, it is a Russian Cinderella retelling and it takes like the standard, the, you know, Cinderella story that we know. And then it also has the Vasilisa, the beautiful folk tale kind of woven into it. So it follows uh, Miroslava, who is our Cinderella character, and she has a very cruel stepfamily and two sisters, and she has a best friend who's a baker, and the best friend knows that Mira wants to get out of her situation, and to do so, she wants to earn enough money to get a portal to the human realm, and uh, her friend gets a job at the palace in preparation of the like 25 year celebration. And so usually the celebrations in Russia are like a week long. So it's a week long well, two week long job that can earn her more money than she can ever sneak around her stepmother earning. So she ends up at the palace and she ends up meeting the prince and then she doesn't know it's a prince. So she yells at him twice and then she figures <laughs> out he's the prince and then they just get into all kinds of shenanigans and it's a dual <laughs> POV. So it was very Ooh. fun to write to write the prince who is the son of my previous couple yeah. because then I got to see him with his parents from his point of view and the other characters I got to bring in from the original trilogy. And so it was really fun to do both uh, POVs. And then you got, you know, like your Russian magic. There's a little bit of a... Uh, stuff that happens with the forest and Mm -hmm. romance and yeah (laughs) I mean it sounds great (laughs) that's honestly it sounds like the most interesting take on Cinderella I have Mm -hmm. ever heard and that's saying a lot considering I hate Cinderella (laughs) (laughs) oh I find her story so boring um but your version honestly (laughs) sounds way interesting it sounds like a much more I don't know gripping story 
well, thank to go you. through. I did uh, also kind of play around with the whole grumpy sunshine trope, mm, but she's yes. the grump and he's the sunshine. And it was really fun having that like dynamic. And also because he's also has his own, you know, struggles and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. just balancing that out was really fun. And I like the fact that they spend time together at her as a servant. And then they spend together when she goes to the actual masquerade ball. There's three masquerade boil- balls because Ooh. they're every other night. Um, so that was very fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, that I is- love it. Oh, that sounds really interesting. That I'm going to have to, yeah. I'm going to, all right, under the other one. She's <laughs> like, okay, here's Once just a again, list of her books. Once Honestly. again, my TBR has gone out the window. Um. <laughs> okay, but I will tell you a really cool thing. This is something that I, one of my author friends pushed me to. She's an artist. She illustrates her own covers and inside books too. She writes really like cozy fantasy romance, fairy uh. tale retellings. It's really cute. So all of my Russian fairy tale retelling. So right now there's only two, but the outside is like the standard cover, the dust jacket. And then the, on the inside, I have made this Russian fairy tale looking cover. So the title is in Russian and my name is in Russian and it looks like an old Russian fairy tale book on the inside. So a little thing that you like unwrap an extra, because I love hard covers that are beautiful. Love okay, that. now I'm making a note. Buy hardcovers, <laughs> not ebooks. Right. Okay. Right. That, oh, that is. Oh my gosh, that's. I'm also a sucker for like the pretty covers underneath the dust jackets. Yes. That is amazing. Yeah, it was oh. really fun to do, and I I'm excited because like they look so pretty together, you know. Like, <laughs> and I'm like. I can't wait until I have the others. Then they all like make this little rainbow of color. That's really oh, that is that's, amazing. See, and it's the little details like that uh-huh. that just as a reader and author, I absolutely eat up with a spoon. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, it's, yeah. That, it's that marketing that you look mm-hmm. at. You're like, mm-hmm. it says, is it aesthetically pleasing on your shelf? And all those little like mm-hmm. nuggets and details. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wanted to see the cover of the book. Um, Oh, I should have grabbed it. It's it's right over there. I mean, I can get up and grab it and show you. I mean, it's beautiful. I like I like the symmetry to the ruby rose. It's similar but different, so it definitely ties in. Oh, look at it. Very pretty. Sorry, I'm I'm art nerding out for a second. <laughs> oh, cool. Very cool. And so do you plan on doing a whole series of retellings? Um, Yeah, I have my next one. um, I don't know when next year, but it's coming out next year. I'm hoping in the summer um, is the Snow White retelling. They're all Russian um, inspired fairy tales and they're all set in the Russian fairy tale world. So Mm -hmm. um, if you like look at the map, you can kind of see all the kingdoms. So you can kind of guess how many books I want to have in this <laughs> okay very um, nice all right I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to <laughs> wait can I look on the inside and find the map <laughs> no you're gonna have to buy the book Natalie no, I know can, I know I mean, you can see it in the preview I think Kindle yeah, has a can. preview for Ooh, it okay okay <laughs> that just means how much money I need to put aside so I can buy true. Yeah, I got a, got a plan. <laughs> Start saving up now. So I can honestly, for Christmas, I have a whole list for because my parents still ask me for my Christmas list. Aww. And <laughs> they're like, my mom's like, what do you what do you and your husband want? And I put all of these books that I wanted to own on the list. My mom's like, Natalie, these are only books and two appliances for your house. What does your husband want? And I was like, if he had an opinion, he'd have given it to me, but he didn't yeah. chime in. <laughs> he, he wants, wants books for me, books obviously. For yeah. Right? He wants yeah. books, mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I had one more question I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, where did it go? I had it. <laughs> I've lost it. Um, it was in front of my face. And I started Googling, so. Yeah, you know, and I then I started Googling. <laughs> Got all distracted by the artwork. Right? My bad. I know. It's it's not not. that difficult to do. Um. No, it's not. Oh my gosh. It's uh, my attention span is either 
hyper-focused or all over the place. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> not, Megan can attest to that. <laughs> Part of the reason why our podcast is so chaotic. Uh, it's Facts. all and over the, the best place. kind of podcasts are cha- really, chaotic. So you're yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> and the episode of our podcast that comes out tomorrow, I was like, one of my friends who was on it, she always brings the chaos. And so I'm like, I'm just going to call you the chaos queen. It's fine. Like yeah. in reading queens and chaos queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember now. It took me a second. So <laughs> my last question I had to, for you is being such a young author, which is amazing. And I love, and how many books that you have successfully published and that you are very good at what you do. I saw that you've written one book in a month, but some books take you a year. What is that? <laughs> My last question for you is basically, is that normal? Do most of your books take just a few months to write or do you spend years on them sometimes? Um, they take a couple months to write. Uh, the Golden Slipper took 17 days, actually. Shut it's my up. longest book and it honestly just like bled out of me like it was it was one of those things that I sat down and I just I knew I had to do it because I was on a tight deadline but also once I started like I couldn't stop and yeah it just I'm a very fast writer when I'm like if I hit a zone and the thing this is this is the greatest thing before I would have to like stop myself writing when I reach a certain point because I had to go to bed because I had to get up Mm -hmm. and go to work and now I don't so if I do get in the zone and I spend 10 hours just in my seat well I have a stand desk which is very helpful and like a little walking pad now Mm -hmm. so I'm like I literally can just shut myself in my office and work (laughs) until I'm done um it's I can write like 10 15,000 words a day with really just like regular and I can put out books really fast. It's it's really just like that whole imposter syndrome and all of that stuff that like really hinders yes. that um, most of the time. And then also I burn out. So I like, I, I've learned what I should. So, okay, really fast, side, <laughs> side note. When it comes to, when it comes to becoming like being an author, I struggled very much. I was like, I have to outline. I have to do this. I have to do this. And I, now it's taking years to get to a point where I'm like, no, I don't have to be like anybody else. So if it takes me 15 days to write a book, if I do it my way, then that's okay. Like, it doesn't mean that it's any worse or better or whatever. It's just how my process works. And so it's taken me years to get to figuring out my process. But now that I do, it doesn't, I, I'm taking out those hindrances finally very slowly. And now I can like actually write without having it take years. Basically. That's amazing. Oh, that Just is for incredible. reference, it's 330 pages printed. <laughs> it's 458 pages printed. I don't know why Kindle has a different page. Oh yeah, it has number. a different page count. Yeah. Hmm. But still. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's still, even it's a, more it's a whole book okay it's a you know whole. <laughs> you guys remember me saying that like my my like author idol was Jane Austen I think I might need to retract that <laughs> I am just what <laughs> I'm blown away right now <laughs> well thank you <laughs> I'm so impressed and I'm mm-hmm. just amazed at what you can do and honestly it gives me inspiration and oh yeah. for myself yeah good absolutely but, uh, Megan, do you have any, do you want to ask any questions? Nope. I think, I think. All right. Then yeah. I think this concludes our interview. Hey, perfect. Thank you so yeah. much for letting me hang out with you guys. Oh we yeah. A riot. So it was great. <laughs> it has been so much fun having you. Oh, real quick before you go though. Um, for all of our listeners, where can they find you on yes. Instagram, TikTok? Is it all the same handle? Yep, everywhere yeah. I am at Valia Lind. So Instagram and TikTok are my most used <laughs> platforms. Um, and I like interacting with people on there. So yes, please. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, go like and follow and yes. you'll be expecting plenty of books. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the golden slipper. And thank you guys so much for hanging out on this episode of We Know How to Read featuring They Know How to Write. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Bye.